What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Top Flyer Podcast. You know what it is. You know what we're here to do on screen today. Beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm with the boys. We got Primo here on screen. I don't know if he's to my left or to my right or top or bottom. We got Neff also making his debut on the Top Flyer Podcast. My G, Neff, both of these guys wearing Real Madrid gear. So we'll see how we get through this Austin FC segment. But we are going to talk about European football today. It is back. There's, you know, fixtures across England, fixtures across Spain. And it's back. It's it's actually back, and it's lovely scenes all over Europe because club football is back. So, Primo, starting off with you, mate, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, bro. I'm actually at my mom's house right now. I'm in my old room. They're doing um, – they're celebrating, like, everyone's birthday or whatever because there's so many birthdays this week in my family. Happy birthday. So, Happy uh, birthday, mate. Happy birthday, Primo. Yeah, we did uh, – we got – we ate some agua chile. Some Ooh, good agua chile, okay. a tres leches cake. I had everything, bro. So I'm I'm full right now. What about uh, gift wise? What'd you get? Gift wise, I got the new. Well, I want to say new, but I guess the the home kit for this season. That's the oh. Las Voces. Is Las it? Voces kit. Yeah, right? the new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah from, if I'm not mistaken, that's the Las Voces. I'm I'm bad with keep. Yeah, because this the Sentimiento kit is the mint one. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. yeah. Mom got yeah. me. She got me a three XL though, so I got I gotta go uh, exchange it. <laughs> what? By was that an accident, bro? What? The, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, hopefully they can uh, accommodate you there at the Verde store. Now, let's introduce Nev. Nev, how you doing, mate? I'm doing wonderful. Just finishing off the week. Just excited for excited that club football's back. Yes, yes. Uh, Austin FC is also almost back. We just have to wait. Almost maybe there. we have to wait one more week. You know, right today uh, we are recording this episode on August the 13th. Austin FC is back on the 20th versus St. Louis. If I'm not mistaken, that's going to be a tough game, but you know it's a game that Austin FC is surely going to be up for. We're going to talk about a friendly that's helping them gear up for that here in tonight's episode. So, boys, let's get into the episode. But before, just a couple of details. Primo, you and I have something to to share with the fans maybe a little bit more details because we went to go check out the Walnut Creek pub to, uh, this this weekend. What was it Friday? We got together with the boys. We said, you know what? Let's go check it out, uh, see what it's all about and, and how we're going to get uh, folks to come out here. So we showed up at the Walnut Creek pub and when we, when we went inside, we were like, yo, this is going to work out pretty cool. Uh, there's five screens. There's about maybe 60 or 70 seats. 10 tables, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's space also outside, like a patio area. There's no TV in the outside patio area. So the the, the watching for is for sure going to be going on inside. And then also there is a microphone there. So, uh, you know, with the speaker set up, I guess, for like karaoke night. So we're going to take over that and we're going to use it to kind of have a live Twitter space, a live post-match uh, discussion there after the match is over. So after the game is over, you don't got to... If you don't got to be anywhere, stay, and we'll uh, we'll we'll have a uh, a a like Twitter space uh, discussion there after the match. But I want to ask you, Primo, what did you think of it whenever you went to go see it? Uh, I, I liked it. I, I liked it. Uh, it's a real um, I guess it's it's real homey. You know, you you, you feel good being in there. There's a lot of Austin FC decor. They got a lot of scars. Um, so they definitely uh, play Austin FC games there. Um, yes. The bar setup was nice. Um, it looks like you know the bartenders take care of you. So uh, really, really good environment. Um, parking is limited, so um, 
we suggest that you try to carpool as much as you can, um, take an Uber if you can. Um, the parking is limited. That's the only thing. But other than that, it's uh, it's going to be a good time. Yes, I saw some Austin FC gear, just like you pointed out, Primo. And I, one thing that I saw was some Fighting Leslie's gear. And shout out to my homie Aggie, because he actually sent me a care package to my crib. And I got it here. I just opened it right now. Got a cap. Boom. Got a little koozie, a little koozie action. Not, But he sent me about five of them. So we're going to have them on the table in studio whenever we get back. Right? So I got the hat, the koozies. But this looks like it's going to be my favorite thing, bro. Because check it out. I even got a shirt. Boom, I'm showing y'all. Bro, that logo is sick, bro. I love that logo. Boom, shout out to the Fighting Leslie's. Thank you for the swag. Might even wear it for the watch party. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Now, uh, some of the things that I, 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 I did want to share, just like Primo said, the parking is very limited. Uh, it, carpooling is encouraged 100%. We're also going to try to raffle off one of those new Austin FC jerseys that just came out or polos, whatever people calling them. So we're going to be raffling one off for free 100% so hopefully somebody uh walks away happy well for sure somebody's going to walk away happy with the with the new Austin FC uh polo jersey whatever you want to call it now all right now we can get into the episode now that we got that out the way and it's going to be a bit of a light one obviously Austin FC has been been in a long break uh there's not much to really talk about but oh there is because things have happened not only with Austin FC but we also got stuff to talk about because things are happening in other places that are you can say affecting Austin FC, like the case with Johan Romagna and also other players that are posting uh, pictures of them uh, mowing grass somewhere in Orlando, <laughs> Florida. Profe gets mad whenever we post about that. He's like, stop <laughs> posting them. And also Fagu, which is an LA Galaxy player who is in Austin, you know, enjoying his time because his family is here. His newborn baby is here. So um, I, I, I'm pretty uh, sure that we're going to see more of Fagundes in Austin uh, as the season progresses when he has breaks. I think that's something that's going to happen. But one of the first things that I did want to talk about on tonight's uh, episode was the season ticket renewal. That was something that came out uh, in the Austin FC community news. Uh, this was from uh, a tweet. It was Austin FC renewed 95.5% of its 16,000 season ticket holders for the third time in its three seasons of existence since joining MLS. It has also grown its paid season ticket wait list to 26,000. Now, with all that, Obviously, you know, you're thinking, well, man, this team must be really good if these fans are, you know, going to the game, uh, you know, week in, week out, selling out season tickets. I got to ask you, and I want to start off with UNIF, are the fans getting enough football for the price that they're paying? Because they also went up in prices. Not only that people are extending season tickets, the price also went up recently. So your thoughts on this kind of stat hitting the, the mainstream news, Neff, go ahead. Well, I'm not surprised, to be honest. Uh, Austin's a big hot mar uh, new market. It's a hot market for, for football here. And I'm, yeah. I'm not surprised that we've had that renewal rate. Uh, we've also had uh, stuff coming in like uh, a lot of people don't even know when they renew. It just kind of have it's just an automatic renewal and it yeah. just hits it, it hits them and that's it. But as far as football, I mean, we're getting the friendlies, Leagues Cup, uh, all those games right other than mls and mm -hmm. yeah i mean as far as quantity yeah of course you know the the values there uh but to, to me as a season ticket holder from from day one uh mm -hmm. i feel like we could definitely be getting a lot of 
have more value to or to it than mm. than we currently have. I mean, compared to other teams, uh, I know ATL treats their their season ticket holders. Uh, they have their very uh, they have like a wall on like a stadium mm-hmm. where they have the names of the from the inaugural season of every season ticket holder from from day one. And that's something that would have been cool. Like, uh, would that for, would that make you happy? Would that make you happy if they let you write your name on a wall? <laughs> no, but I mean not necessarily. But you know, it's like the gesture, right? So I see. I it, see. Yeah, it's not. It's not just that. I mean, you also had like the you have certain events that there there's no real exclusivity to being a season right. ticket holder other than right. having the tickets up front. Now the tweet came from Alex M. Silverman. It was uh, released August 9th, at just after 10 o'clock in the morning, August 9th. Now it had a, a lot of people talking on social media. Uh, this was released on, on Twitter. We had George, our very own George from Austin FC uh, community. He says sources. I hope it's not fo, but I mean, uh, who else would it come from? You know what I'm saying? So Jorge, right there, very uh, skeptical, profe. He replied to the tweet. He says, always a sellout, but never full. And then we had at uh, the Mr. Hammer. He says, I'm honestly shocked. So some people were kind of like, hmm, really? I thought people were going to maybe cut back on Austin FC because some people were saying uh, that they weren't getting the the best level of uh, football. But I want to get Primo's take on this because, Primo, unlike Neff, you are not a, a season ticket holder, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So... What do you think? Is it is it more beneficial to not have a season ticket, or do you think it is more beneficial if you are part of the season ticket holders group? Um, man, I, if you go to as many games as I do, it's for sure uh, a benefit to be. You a, go to a lot. You go to yeah, a lot. Yeah, I go to a lot of games, and every time I go, I wish I was a ticket uh, season holder. Okay. So, All right. uh, I am on that waiting list. I'm still waiting. I've been waiting for like over a year, but. Um, you know that list is just getting bigger. People are, are still renewing their their tickets, yeah. so who knows yeah. when I'm I'm gonna get my chance? But as soon as I get it, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I, I drop that bag. So does Nev sound a little spoiled to you? Uh, <laughs> does he sound a little spoiled? Just a little bit, right? Yeah. I mean, just a bit. I, I, I will it's, say that it's a struggle out here to get a ticket, man. Come on, no, and, and that's understandable, but you gotta see it as for what you're paying, right? Because we're sure. we we are having we have the higher end tickets right like not higher mm-hmm. end but we pay the higher prices yes than than other teams and other teams uh, other season ticket holders for other teams are getting more out of their out of their uh, season ticket than we are right because we we get the one event a year and mm-hmm. even the events that are like exclusive to season ticket holders they're not really exclusive at all Let's also not forget that the club has included in the package, you know, games like CCL, Leagues Cup yeah. games. Those are also part of the package where we didn't have to necessarily go out of our way. They just appeared in our account as uh, season ticket holders. Now, before we go into one of the next topics, uh, I wanted to mention how there was some talk on the inner Miami kind of uh, realm of, 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 of things that they didn't get that uh that that uh i guess privilege that austin fc had because they their their team didn't include that into their package unlike austin fc so that's something there that the club is doing for the fan by including those leagues cup games including those cco games so that's something that we can appreciate no yeah but i think you at least with the when it comes to nations league 
and not Nations League. I'm sorry. Nation, uh, yeah. Um, what is Leagues it? Cup? Leagues Cup. Leagues Cup. It, it's more. It, it. They're saying now that it's a promoter thing, right? That that they don't. That Inter Miami doesn't have. And you're gonna have that when you have a player like Messi. Who now true, is true. attracting that type of attention? So who are they really want? Do they really want to be giving these tickets out for 20, 35 bucks to these to the season ticket holders, or they, are they gonna want to sell it mm. for a lot higher? I see. Right? So, so I think so this it has a lot to do with that because this it's is the only team I've heard of it. This is something that Inter Miami maybe saw in the future then, or just plan for the yeah. future. They're like, hey, we have this coming up during League's Cup. We cannot include these into the package because that's gonna be a big L for us. You know, Basically, I guess that's maybe I mean, what you're either them or the promoters. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Now, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on that. Season ticket rental info was released. Y'all can check it out. Find it on Twitter very easily. I said it was for Alex Silverman, I think. Check him out. Uh, one of the next topics we have here on the Top Flight Podcast tonight is the friendly between Austin FC and New York City FC. It was closed to the public. Uh, it was a bit of a surprise to Austin FC fans. Uh, we got tipped off. What was it? Uh, late. That night, somebody was there or somebody was watching the stream and it was obviously an empty Q2. And then if you did a, a little bit of digging on, on Twitter, there was some New, some New York City FC accounts that were in the in the know of what was going on. I think it was um, the, the first tweet came from Blue Balls Pod, Blue Balls New York City FC uh, on August 10th. They said, in case you were worried about our boys getting rusty in this long break, talking about New York City FC, uh, NYCFC is currently en route to face Austin FC in a closed door friendly. And then in parentheses, they say, don't ask the NYCFC admin for a stream, you weirdos. This is a normal thing. Now, this is something that we expected as uh, Austin FC fans. We knew that this was coming because uh, in one of the press conferences, uh, Josh Wolf went on to say, this is a quote. He says, there's some other teams that are knocked out. We certainly want to get a game. That's uh, what we'll have to focus on. Some game with somebody before that game in St. Louis to try and get the intensity right before that game. Now, the St. Louis game is coming up in seven days on the 20th versus St. Louis, just like he said. So, Wolf and Austin FC looking for a, 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 a game here, you know, soon to get ready for the St. Louis. That was versus New York City FC. Now, what we know from that game, we don't know much, but what we know is that it was 2-1. The goal was scored by CJ Fodry for Austin FC after some bit of a slop, sloppy defending by New York City FC. The assist came from Alex Ring, who was indeed playing in the midfield, but we will get into that here in a bit. Uh, we also know that we scored first, so we got scored on twice to lose the game. Also for New York, New York City FC, the goal scorers were Santi Ramirez and Alonso Martinez. They scored for New York City. Uh, let's see. Uh, and based off of that, starting off with you, Primo, uh, I want to ask you, what do we get from this friendly? You know, are you looking too much into the score or do you just care that nobody was injured and the boys got uh, some time in? Because it wasn't 90 minutes. It was two 60-minute periods. So what are your thoughts on that, Primo? Uh, I think it, it it was good for us to play that friendly, for sure. The This break was super long for us. Super. Uh, especially, you know, without uh, having any games involved or any friendlies or anything like that until now um it, it would have been a, a long break to going into uh, st louis so i'm glad that they did this we did get word that this was going to happen i wasn't expecting it to be nyfc um but at the end I'm, I'm happy that it was them it's a team that we've never played before um i think it was a team that um 
that we uh it, i think it was a good challenge for the for the boys yeah um i, I love that it wasn't a full uh 90 minute game you know two six want anyone to get injured during during this time um because the st louis game coming up is a big one but i think it was it was good for us yeah um especially to get uh some guys that haven't seen minutes in i think um mm-hmm. You know, CJ Fodry got minutes in. Um, yeah. The new defender that we got, uh, Craig. El Craig, uh, yeah. So I, I think it was good for us. It was good. It was good. Now, uh, before I get Nev's take on this, we're gonna I want to mention what the what the lineup was, what to what I believe was the first half, uh, because I saw a, a screenshot and that's how I was able to pick out the lineup of uh, based off the players that were on the field, and I took a took a look at the time. Now, it was very early in the game. Now, it could be the time of the second period. So I don't know if it was the first half or the second half, but what I maybe were able was able to pick out was Bersano in, in goal because I, I think also his his partner posted something. So that kind of made me think like, okay, Bersano played then because she she, she posted something about that. If, if I'm not mistaken, that's how it went. So Bersano in goal. Uh, in, the, in the defense, we had Lima, Craig, just like Primo mentioned, Kip Keller, uh, and Adam Lunkovist. Uh, in the midfield, there was Dani Pereira, Sebastian Drusi, and Alex Ring. Now, it's very key that Alex Ring is back in the midfield because – our center back crisis, is it over now? Are we going to give, um, you know, some minutes opportunity to uh, Craig? Also, we have Matt Hedges, who just recently arrived from uh, Toronto. And we can't forget our main guy, Julio Cascante and Kippy Keller, of course. So uh, moving forward in the attack, it was Finley, Bruin and CJ Fondry, the goal scorer. CJ getting his uh, statement goal there, maybe, you know, saying, hey, I'm on another level. Fcito is maybe a bit too small for me now. Also, I'll, maybe one or two more players in that Fcito team that have maybe outgrown that that MLX Pro League already. So, Nef, I want to get your thoughts on this lineup. Obviously, it was a mixed, rotated lineup. But same question that I asked Primo, you know, what do you get from, from this result? Because me personally, I'm not looking into the two-to-one. I'm happy we're getting back into rhythm for the game because versus St. Louis, we got to give everything. So, your thoughts, Nef? Uh, well, uh, just like you said, I'm not really looking into the, the result at all. It's it's just really to get rhythm. I mean, if there's anything we're gonna look at the result at for is is CJ getting that goal. I mean, yeah, it could it could be definitely a statement now with Diego gone. There's definitely mm, wiggle yeah, room yeah. for for him to to step in because let's be honest, uh, Rigon is obviously not only is he injured, he hasn't been his best. Red has had a little stint of good, uh, good momentum, but not that it seems to be gone. And Finley, Finley's been performing well, but we need someone else on that on that other wing, right? So I think it, it really the one that that won the most out of this was that was Fordry, and he seemed to have done great. I'm happy for him. Uh, I honestly would have even encouraged to have gotten a second game, and just because the team seems like it does need the rhythm, so. And see, Neff, that's actually a really good point. Some people were asking, hey, are we going to get maybe one more game in there? But we see uh, a, a a photo circulate on uh, Twitter and then later posted on Instagram of Dani Pereira and Emiliano Rigoni at the airport at uh, ABIA. So maybe these guys are going to, you know, take a break, maybe visit some family uh, across the country. I'm, I'm thinking it's a, an Apple TV thing, honestly. Oh, okay. Now with okay. Diego not being a face of Austin, maybe they would have taken Danny to okay. take Diego's spot. Uh, okay. that, that would be my, my theory. 
that's not a bad take. That's not a bad take. Now, uh, before we change topics, CJ Fodry on Twitter, he got a bunch of love from people that were saying, you know, hey, this guy has 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 been hot. He should have been called up to to the main team and uh, saying that it was overdue. You know, we had guys like RB says, hey, that's my guy. Uh, and then we had guys like Tucker Chamberlain. He he goes on to Twitter to say losing to a struggling bottom table club, very on brand for Wolves. So there was mixed feelings about this game. You know, some people happy for CJ Faudry. Some people were very upset that we lost at home, closed doors against New York City FC. So maybe some people looking into the result just a little bit too much, but hey, that's going to happen all the time. It's going to happen all the time. Now, yeah. uh, let's see. Uh, anything else we can add to this friendly? You know, it was m- mysterious, but, you know, we got some bits of information here and there. Anything else we can add to this? I think it does well to the team, to be honest, for them to kind of keep it at a close circle. I mean, it's, it's not games like these aren't to try tactics or anything. Like I said, it's just to keep rhythm. Mm-hmm. And you know, the team selves are coming off of a really like bad stretch and, and international-wise, right? And the mental aspect for the players. So it's probably not, wouldn't be the worst thing to, you know, be able to play in the stadium, close doors, and just kind of get and, that off their chest. And honestly... Not only do we have a tough St. Louis coming up, boys, after St. Louis, we have a tough run of games, y'all. We have St. Louis, FC Dallas, Seattle, New England, Portland, New York Red Bulls, the Galaxy, and then we maybe take a break against Colorado Rapids. I mean, until the the end of September, we are going to be... We're going to be, I guess, busy, you can say. I mean, these games coming up, they're just no slouch teams, bro. This is going to be tough. Primo, anything you want to add, mate? Uh, No, I mean, like like both of you guys mentioned, um, I'm just glad that the club did this for for the team. They arranged uh, a game against a really good uh, team, competitor. They're all right. They're all right. So... (laughs) So uh, yeah, we gotta get we gotta get in rhythm, man. It's those those tough games are coming up. That's true, bro. That's true. Now I want to get into the next topic, boys. Uh, we have here uh, the list of, of of free agents. Now this is something that was released by the MLSPA. Uh, this is something that uh, this uh, this information by was known, I guess, by some people already. But uh, the MLSPA put on put together this this list and dropped it and had you know everybody talking, especially Austin FC fans. Uh, we released a graphic on We're Austin TV and the on Instagram on Threads and I think it also released on 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 Twitter. And pretty much it had the free agents for 2024. Now there's two categories. One of them is the option to pick up, and the other one is the out of contract. Now in the option to pick up, we have Will Bruin, Hector Jimenez, Adam Lunkovis, Alex Ring, Memo Rodriguez, who we haven't even seen kick a box for Austin FC yet, and Maxi Ruti. Now the only player left is Ethan Finley. He we we find him sorry in the out of contract section. So uh, very interesting names here, uh, and we were we were adding up. I guess you could say the the salaries before we started this pod. And Neff has that number. Uh, the possibility of these players leaving frees up that that total sum for Rodo Borrell and Josh Wolf and whoever is in charge of of uh, transfers. I guess you can mention maybe uh, Manuel Junco, the chief scout for Austin FC. You give them these ingredients, this this money for them to start cooking in the kitchen. So 
it's a very interesting list because you look at these names and you think, well, some of these guys are not really producing. Some of these guys maybe have to move on. But one of the questions that I had as I was composing this was, can we realistically see all these guys leave Austin FC in one window? I mean, that would be a huge blow for Austin FC in terms of numbers to the squad. So I want to start off with you, Nev. Uh, one of the main things that I had on this was, obviously, who would you bring back? Who would you either pick up their option or, in, in Ethan Finley's case, would you re-sign him? So starting off with you, bro, from these names, who would you bring back? Out of, out of them, I think only really Finley. I mean... Ring maybe if he takes like a big, a pretty good sized pay cut, because uh, at the end of the day, not just the the value to the club from the beginning, but him as a player, he's he's not a horrible player, and I wouldn't mind having him in the depth chart. Uh, but that that number that you were referring to is three point five million, which okay. added to the potential um, one point nine that Diego would potentially free up. You know, it's a pretty sizable uh, amount of money. I can we can we sign a good amount of players in the winter for with that? I mean, yeah. I mean, especially Rodon knows his market as well as he. Uh, sure. Everybody's been portray- portraying him to do so, which I believe he does. Uh, but really, only only uh, Finley for sure, and maybe uh, and maybe Ring. Okay, now I want to add a bit more context to this list. Uh, you know, we just dropped these names, and uh, I want to add maybe, you know, just a couple more numbers. Ethan Finley, he's on 425,000. He's 33 years old. Just making sure we get that one right this time. He is 33, <laughs> my G. Uh, uh, Hector Jimenez, 85,000. He will be 35 in November, if I'm not mistaken. Will Bruin, 200,000. He'll be 34 in October. Maxi Ruti, he's on 736,000. He's 32. I mean, Maxi, earning a lot of money for not many goals, y'all. We got to keep an eye on that one. Mem- Memo Rodriguez, 210,000. He's 27, 28, somewhere around there. He's 1995, baby. Alex Ring, DP status, making 1.6 mil. He is 32. Adam Lunkovic, 397,000. He's 29. So, very interesting uh, names on that list. And Primo, I want to get your take on that. Now that you know, you've had a bit more information thrown at you. Uh, just same question that I asked Neff: Who would you bring back onto the boat? You know, and and who are you leaving at the uh, at the port? I guess you could say. For me, I got I got three guys: Ethan Finley for sure. Ethan, okay. I think you can even pay him just a little bit more. Okay. Okay. And we'll be good. Give him a uh, raise. Nothing too crazy. Okay. Uh, uh, memo. Just, memo. Yeah, maybe getting a little bit of a raise. Uh, memo, just because we haven't really seen much of him, so um, I think he would be good for our def next year, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. And then I have uh, Lunkovis. Okay. Also. Okay, Lunkovis. Uh, again, for for, for def. Lunkovic, I think, is a, is not necessarily a must, but it would be smart to keep him because he's learning this this the system and Josh Wolf's system. He needs the the fullbacks to pretty much push up a lot. I guess you could he's, say to keep it in also, simple terms. He he's also had he hasn't been bad for us either. I mean, he hasn't been great. He's had some mistakes at the really, back. He's had some mistakes. He at has the back. some mistakes. Yeah, but I think overall, I think solid, solid player for 
for like a uh, open U.S. Open Cup game or something. Depth, just like yeah. you said. Okay. Now, in the comments for that post, we had some fans. Uh, they they went on to say we had PJ the Great Sixteen. He says bye bye. Everyone is replaceable except Josh Wolf per Roto. <laughs> dude, PJ, PJ the Great dude. He is always just causing havoc in 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 these comments, bro. Uh, in the replies, we had Nick Turner. He adds PJ and he says name a player who isn't who isn't right now besides Drusy. PJ the Great says. No one. If I was Roto, I would sell, sell, sell. Losing Diego shows we're desperate. The club won't be competitive till next summer. Tough, 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 tough. And then uh, PJ Degree also goes on to say, Austin FC, the franchise, is, is an example of a rush project. Doesn't help all the recruitment happen during a, a pandemic. They should have waited an extra season to join the league. So, interesting. And then uh, RJE from the North End pod he goes to say, he goes, PJ, bro, you're the dude who said that we sat Seba in Seattle to transfer the captain's band from him on some secret operations, covert mission nonsense. I ain't forget. So <laughs> conspiracy theory is going on. Now, some other comments on that. Uh, Ryan Brack, he goes on to say, I would like uh, ring back, just not as a DP. Give that spot to Danny. He's earned it. So Danny Pereira as a DP? What do you think about that, Neff? I think... He plays like a DP. I don't know that giving him a contract that big right now would be, I guess, smart for the club. But, I mean, the guy plays like a DP. He, he, he's, his he needs the goals. He needs the goals to be a DP. Oh, he needs yes, the goals. but the, it's just like I've told you Let's countless be real. times before. Let's I, be I, real. That's why I hate the DP tag. Because okay. if you were to ask me who's our DP today, regardless of goals or whatever... That's a good if point. If you ask me who, who, Rigoni or Danny as our DP, I would give Danny the bag. I would. Okay. That's a good if, point. That's a good point. I mean? That's a good point. That's a good point. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Now, some of the people, uh, they say Urruti and Ring. Urruti bringing him back? I mean, he's been very iffy. I, I think we, we really got to think about that. Uh, some some uh, user named J Dinosaur Mac, he says, buy Bruin, Maxi. Uh, ring sure depending on salary we really need dp slots for rollo to play with finley bring him back memo too undecided since i haven't seen him in our system lundy sure jimenez meh so hmm, some fans very opinionated on that topic now uh, anything we want to add on to the free agents list boys uh, i personally want to I think we we got to keep very realistic like you said earlier about how we how many players Rodo's going to be able to bring in. You know, this yes. is a good chunk of the squad, right? And It's seven players, bro. It, is it, is it realistic Is it realistic to think that all these guys can go? We're going to have to keep some so. of the names, brother. I, I don't think that we have to keep more than two or three, maybe. Maybe the, the Ethan, the Ring, and maybe even Lundy. Lundy, I would actually give a, a pass to just because, uh, like Primo said, he's... Uh, it will be his second season in with the system, and maybe he'll be able to adapt a lot better, right? I mean, just look what uh, Josh been able to do with Gallagher. But other than that, I don't. It, unless it's a business move, I don't see why we bring these these guys back. And even then, okay. because they're taking All a right. big chunk of that. Ruthless. That so you're saying, uh, apply the same treatment that was applied to Diego. 
Well, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be a team that's gonna be building, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, if you got rid of Diego, why wouldn't you get rid of these guys? Uh, Okay, okay. 100%. 100%. Now, uh, I want to move on to one of the next topic, boys. We're kind of doing rapid fire here with the topics tonight on the Top Flight Pod. This is going to be something uh, important that we're going to discuss tonight because we, find, we, we found ourselves in a center back crisis. We were experiencing a center back crisis for a while. Some may argue that we're, that we're still in it. Some may argue that 100%. Now, one guy that is still part of our roster, 100%, he's still an Austin FC player under contract. He is in another country, in another competition, in a prestigious competition. No slouch of a cup. And according to reports on social media, different tweets coming out from various accounts, both media and fans, it's about Johan Romagna and Olympia. He is doing a job down there, apparently. The club on social media, the official account is very happy with him. They've been posting uh, appreciation posts of Johan Romagna. Appreciation posts of Johan Romagna. Pictures of him doing his iconic posts, you know, kneeling down, going up. But he's still an Austin FC player under contract. So one of the reasons why it was very important to talk about this guy was because at the end of this, the question that I'm going to ask is, should Austin, FC, should Austin FC sell this player, or should we be looking to bring him back? Now, they eliminated Flamengo, who is the actual champion of La Copa Libertadores. You could see the badge in the middle of their jersey. That golden badge means that they were champs. That's not just any little thing. That's something that you sit down and you say, hey, man, that was a magical night. He's going to remember this night for the rest of of his career for the rest of his life. He's going to probably tell his kids about that night that they played this game and he had this kind of performance because based off of the stuff that I've been seeing on social media, it looks like this guy had a nine out of 10 performance. Now, real quick, before I go to my J Primo to get his take on what happened with Johan Romagna and Flamengo, I want to read this tweet. This is from a big account in Paraguay. The name is at Senor Football PY, probably more than 500,000 followers, maybe more than 200,000, somewhere in that neighborhood, 154,000. They go on to say, last night, a total match by Johan Romagna against Flamengo. The Colombian was not dribbled through all night. He completed 42 of his 43 passes, and he was uh, the coach's, he was, let's see, uh, that's hard to, to, to translate. He was the dean's footballer with the most clearances together with Mateo Gamarra. I wonder what they mean with by, by, by Deans. Now, they also goes on to say, let's remember that Olympia must make use of the option at the end of the year. So, Primo, your take on Johan Romagna getting a lot of attention, a lot of love from this team in Paraguay. I mean, could we see maybe a sale at the end of this saga, at the end of this loan? Or with everything that you're seeing, with everything that you're reading, hearing also, do you want this guy back? Your thoughts, Primo? I mean, this guy did uh, a, a complete turn. You know, this is a guy that couldn't even last uh, a whole, you know, 60 minutes with us. So for him to go all out with this team and in a really, uh, really strong competition, you know, Copa Libertadores this ain't no joke. So you really got to be A1 when it comes to that competition. Um, I'm happy for the guy. 
happy that he's uh, getting the recognition that uh, he deserves. Uh, um, as much as I would want him back, I would think that we would probably benefit more if we were to sell him. Mm, and I okay. think he wouldn't be mad about that. I think he would. I think he looks happy where he's at, to be honest. I mean, he's playing big games against big teams. He's performing really well. Um, and so he's in an environment where uh, he's uh, probably more comfortable in. Um, mm -hmm. So to bring him back, um, I think is going to be tough. I, I would want him back. I, I've, I've always liked Johan Romagna. Even, even when he was struggling here, I always wish that he would pick it up and, and do good for our team. But um, unfortunately, it didn't get to that. Um, he's doing good now. Um, it, it, it would be sad to see him go, for me. Yeah. Because he was one of our first players also. Um, but, you know, with our situation... Um, when it comes to finances, it, it's not looking too good right now. So I, I wouldn't mind if we were to sell him. That. I mean, we would most likely get a profit out of him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Now, uh, some really good points to touch up on there by my dear Primo. Now, I have some stats here that I want to get Neff to kind of chime in on. Uh, his stats were the second leg against Flamengo. 102 minutes played, obviously the 90-plus. Three clearances, three tackles. Uh, three out of five ground duels one, two out of four aerial duels one, uh, 98% pass accuracy. He had uh, he had four out of five long balls one. So definitely showing out Johan Romagna for Olympia. Nef, your thoughts on his performance versus Flamengo, the champions of the uh, Libertadores? Uh, I just really want to say that I'm very happy for him. I mean, anybody that's met Johan can attest to what a, what a great, wonderful person he is. I'm happy for him. Uh, that was great performance. I was able to watch some highlights from the game, and uh, he looked really solid. He looks like the defender that we signed, uh, you know, in that first year. Um, but I wouldn't. I honestly, I think for his own good, for the club's own good, I, I wouldn't bring him back. I think a sell would be necessary, uh, just because yeah. it, it just the uh, you can tell when a player is not comfortable in an environment. And mm -hmm. he was one of those players where it was very not noticeable that he was not comfortable here. And I mean, just that that performance, and it's not his first performance where it's been re he's been really good, where he, he you can tell he's just better off. Now, it's it, it is something that we need to to point out. And if at the beginning of 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 this season, it was noted by Josh Wolf that Romagna arrived unfit that he arrived uh, overweight. You know, he was very ruthless with his comments yeah. publicly on Johan Romagna to the media, to the media, bro. And Johan Romagna later went on that day to post on his Instagram story a picture of his six-pack. And he says, fat, where? He was like, where? You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that was a bit of a clapback by uh, Johan. Now, even though he had a fantastic game against Flamengo, he did not play today against Cerro Porteño, one of the biggest uh, games in Paraguayan football. Olimpia mm -hmm. played Cerro Porteño today. They tied 1-1. Johan Romagna did not feature due to a small knock that he picked up against Flamengo. So he he has been battling fitness. You know, either, either you know, Joshua saying that, that he arrives a bit um, overweight or just small injuries that have been taken him out for small periods of time that do accumulate, I guess you can say. Now, uh, the fans from Olympia are very happy with him. 
So it's going to be very interesting to see just what they do with Johan Romagna at the end of this this year. Obviously, in uh, December is when Olympia does have that option. Now, just real quick, going through some 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 Twitter uh, replies of the account. You know, multiple people happy with Johan Romagna posting his photo. You know, just showing love to him. And I know that he is eating this up, bro. I'm also happy for him. I gotta say. Now, boys, anything y'all want to add on Johan Romagna and his and his current spell right now? Uh, I do want to say that with a player like uh, Romagna, which is not very typical, like you know, him, his body build and everything, you have to have a player like that with the right medical staff, right? Yes. So we we've seen here in Austin that we our medical staff tends to, or not necessarily them. But we tend to get some of the same injuries, right? We saw, like, yeah. what, yeah. three, four That's groin true. injuries that, at the yeah. beginning of the season. And then it, it seemed they need, they never seemed to have found that, like, middle ground with Johan. To, it was more of, like, him having, him having to adapt his body to whatever the medical staff here said. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not necessarily about that. I mean, sometimes you, the Pintus, right, one, the, the, one of the greatest uh, medical... Um, medicals and uh, of course in the world it's uh, just yeah. a, it's just a, okay. a uh, closest example but he he will attest that he has a specific plan per player right so okay so like what bellingham gets uh Vinny's not gonna get or just any player in the world right so it, every player is different and you have to treat them different i don't know that that's how uh, if our medical staff is operating that way but okay. it is very key to a player's fitness now, uh, one thing that is some really good points there, Nev. Now, uh, one other thing that I wanted to bring up from the Cerro Porteño and Olympia game that Johan Romagna didn't feature on is if he would have featured, he would have faced off against a, a friendly opponent, or not sorry, not a friendly opponent, but a friendly teammate, familiar, yeah, familiar teammate, which is uh, Cecilio Dominguez. Cecilio Dominguez, a player for now, uh, Cerro Porteño. He started that game on the left side, left wing. He was subbed off, so Ceci was on the field for Cerro Porteño. Johan Romagna did not feature for Olympia, but if he would have, they would have faced off against each other once teammates in Austin FC, now foes in Paraguay, Cecilio and Johan Romagna. Primo, anything you want to add, mate? Um, no, I mean, I just wish everything, I wish the best for Johan Romagna. We'll see what the future holds for him and, and Austin FC. And uh, that's crazy that you brought that Cecilio thing. I had no idea that he, he played for them. So yeah, it's crazy how things change in, in two Talk years. Talk about a downfall. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a downfall, brother. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Now, boys, uh, you know, a bit of light, light, uh, light news on the Austin FC side of things. I do want to point out that Vigo Ortiz, he uh, loses with Mexico U15s in the final versus USA. USA wins 4-2. to two. And they take that cup. Um, they take that cup home. But he was named in the, I guess, in the, in the um, team of the tournament. You could say so. One more gem that Austin FC gets to add to their academy um, achievements. I guess you could say Vigo Ortiz. Y'all better watch out for him. Last episode I said Vigo Torres, but it's Vigo Ortiz. My mistake. I'm sorry. So shout out to him for being a young baller. Now I do want to shift gears and I want to get into the European side of things because it's back. 
the European segment is back. Of course, we get to talk about um, all the stuff that is going on overseas. Now, today we obviously have a very heavy-sided uh, Real Madrid cast. We have Nef and we have Primo, we have myself, even though I'm wearing the AC Milan jersey, just to show support. Um, I want to talk about Real Madrid, boys. I want to talk about Real Madrid because a lot of stuff has been happening. Now, if you're a, a Real Madrid fan listening, this segment is for you. So buckle up and tune in because the next couple of minutes are going to be very heavy Real Madrid. I'm sorry, B, whenever you hear this, you're going to have to just fight through it, mate. Now, I have some notes here from my G, Eric, the Top Fly Podcast stat and note contributor, uh, topic contributor as well. The first one says, Courtois has unfortunately suffered a torn ACL injury during training. Is this the end of the season for Madrid before it even started? That's a good question. Uh, Madrid could be looking at Kepa or David De Gea for a Courtois replacement. I think the official one is Kepa, right? I think they're going to pick up Kepa. So that's something we're going to come back to. Real Madrid are closing in on a loan deal to sign Kepa as Courtois replacement. I could have just read the next one. And the keeper replacement for Courtois has been found. It will be Kepa. (laughs) <laughs> so I could have just kept reading and I would have known. So shout out to my G Eric. Well, some more details here. Uh, Courtois, uh, he will join Madrid for a one-year loan deal as Courtois will be out for about six to seven months. I've seen somewhere saying eight months. So interesting to, there to see how long it really is. Real Madrid headed over to San Mamés, Barria to face Athletic Club and return home with three points. Rodrigo opened the scoring in the 28th minute and Jude made it 2-0 in the 36th minute, scoring his first La Liga goal in his La Liga debut. Now, before we get into the match there a little bit, I want to talk about the stuff that we mentioned here before, the injury to Courtois and what's going to happen there. Obviously, Kepa arriving. So, Nef, I want to get your take first, mate. What's going to happen with the goalkeeper position? Are we in safe hands with Lunin and Kepa? I trust I trust whoever the club wants to bring in. I mean, we obviously need a first-team caliber goalkeeper. I mean, not to to shown on London, but he, he he hasn't necessarily shown that he he has that starting spot on lock when Courtois is not there. There's been a lot of questions, but I think Courtois is definitely going to be a blow for us. I don't think that season's over uh, at all. Uh, even if you add. Um, the Militao uh, ACL injury, which Militao, was Militao. that and Courtois and Mili being out, that it's just it's heartbreaking. It now, is. Real quick, Neff, believe it or not, bro, I had people text me laughing emojis saying Militao injured. I think I think I know one of those people. Militao yeah. injured and laughing emojis. Can yeah, you believe? Think... Can you believe that there's people out there that celebrate injuries, bro? Can you I, believe that? I've, I've seen them. I've seen him. Uh, yeah, there, there's one that wishes injuries upon players. I mean, that's just disgraceful, honestly. Disgraceful, 100%. 100%. Shame. 100%. Yeah. Now, Primo, your take on the whole uh, Kepa situation. There was rumors that David De Gea was going to arrive. That did not happen. Now, Kepa on loan? I mean, bro, we talked so much trash about him with Chelsea. Made fun of this guy so much. Now he's a Real Madrid goalkeeper. I'm, I'm kind of worried here, bro. Not, not my favorite. I, there's def, there, there was definitely a lot more other names out there that we probably could have brought in. But it's just something that happened so sudden, I think. And the club just had to take action ASAP. True. True. Um, you know, I, I would have wanted uh, Bono. Bono? Bono. Bono. Yeah. Bono. I would have wanted him, to be honest. Um, 
But, you know, it is what it is. We got we got Kepa coming in. Um, un Espanol. Espanol. So, we'll see how it works out. I think, um, you know, the club obviously didn't trust Lunin enough to have him as a starter goalkeeper. So, they had to do something and it just ended up being Kepa. Um, well, um, with the whole Militao situation, it's going to be tough in, in that back line. And it's probably going to have take some time to adjust, but from what I've seen, Kepa wanted to come to Real Madrid. Kepa was, you know, he was ready. He said bye to his teammates even before the, the deal was closed, so um, that that's a good sign. Wanted him he, before. He, he wants to play for Real Madrid. We want players that want to play for the club, so hopefully to be he fair, gets To be fair, who does not want to play for Real Madrid? Want to play? Who, who does not play for Real Madrid? Now, I, I even heard rumors of Brad Stuver being offered to Real Madrid. <laughs> there was talks. You uh, laugh, you laugh, but there there was talks. There was talks. Right. Brad Stuver to Real Madrid. Deal fell through moments moments before closing. The, the because fax Brad, machine. The, the fax machine, yeah. The, fax, the machine. fax machine. The fax machine hurt Brad Stuver's chances to join Real Madrid. So, shout out to my Eric for including that. Now, real quick, Militao. He's out for six months uh, in the game versus Athletic Bilbao. He had a bit of a nasty slip. He hurt his. What was the official injury? Does anybody ACL. know? ACL. Oof. Same as Courtois. Yeah, so he'll be out for the season. Moment of silence, bro. All right. <laughs> out for the season. Militao, yeah. bro. And Courtois. That's tough, bro. That's tough. They definitely put a dagger in a lot of Madridistas' heart. Definitely, bro. But the thing about Madrid is that we have depth. Rudiger stepped up. Rudiger. Lunin, Lunin has been waiting for his chance. And uh, it also opens the door for Kepa. So Courtois, you know, he's been he's been great for Real Madrid. So amazing. it's amazing, 100%. So we're, we're, we're definitely going to miss the guy. Now, uh, moving on with the notes here for the Real Madrid, I want to talk about the game. Now, Madrid won that game 2-0 against Athletic Bilbao. We saw Jude Bellingham, and we saw Rodrigo score. Rodrigo obviously getting the first goal of the season. But Jude Bellingham, I want to talk about him just a little bit here, uh, showing a great performance. Some people were comparing him to Zinedine Zidane. I don't know if that's a little bit too much. Maybe a little bit too much, but he did get a goal. That was a bit of a messed up finish. It wasn't a clean finish. Doesn't matter. Uh, still into the went into the back of the net. But his dribbling, his body, his movement, his vision really had people saying that he, he was the second coming of Zinedine Zidane. He's he's even wearing the same jersey number. Mm-hmm. So Neff, I see you over there almost peeing your pants of, of <laughs> excitement of wanting to talk about this guy. What can you tell us about Drew Bellingham's debut? Jude, since preseason, he seems like he's been playing for Madrid for years, dude. I got the opportunity to see him live two times this this preseason, and I can tell you if there's a player that I can that I felt like he was already in tune right away, it was him. Uh, okay. Jude's the real deal, and I'm I mean, if you watch Dorman, him his spell at, at Dorman, he's a great great player. Uh, yeah. And just seeing how he gets along with his teammates, how fast he's learning Spanish. Uh, he, he's just a player that almost seems to be made to have played for the club. As far as him, people comparing him to Zidane, I think it's a, it's early, of course. 
It's his debut. He's not only 19, but we can't hide that in his gameplay he has a lot of resemblance to him. And that's that's also his idol. He a lot of a lot of techniques that he uses, a lot of uh, the ways that he dribble. It, it's very Zinedine Zidane-esque. So I'm very excited for what he does the rest of the season. Um but he and we can we can talk about it a little bit, but this team needs that number nine that he's gonna be able to feed. He needs that, and we yeah. and the defense is gonna be solid. I mean, I I like the, I like what Ancelotti is doing with the diamond formation now, but with without a true number nine to to feed uh, for Bellingham to feed and for Bini to get support on, it, it, the attack is gonna be looking rough for a while. Now, real quick before I get Primo's take on it, I was a little let down by Vini. I think Vini needs to Vini needs to realize that he can't be a one-trick pony. He can't just rely on his speed, cut back, and see what's up because that only works for X amount of time. So Vini, I I I I love Vini, but I even was thinking this during the game, and it's funny because Rodrigo Rodrigo uh, got the goal, but I was more you know more. What's the word? I guess you could say I was expecting the goal from Rodrigo more than Vini by the way that the game was going on because Vini was being shut down. Yeah, they know what and he does. That, yeah, and but the, the thing with Vini is, and, and I've seen it his whole, basically his whole career uh, so far is once he gets started, once he gets a good one. He'll mm-hmm. keep getting them, and that's kind of the problem, right? So okay. it, it sometimes it'll take a while for him to get that first dribble off, but once he does it, he'll get his confidence will go way up, and he might even get you the goal, maybe two goals, right? So he is that player, right? He's able to get there, but for him to be able to do that as consistently and as fast into the game as he has to, mm-hmm. it, it does have to be he does have to work on his mental a little bit more, because he, he can't let these defenders do that to him. Rodrigo's a little more and more. Um, solid in that aspect. His finishing is it's obviously a little bit better as well. But that Vini is our guy this season. Like he he okay. is our reference. All right. Now, Primo, your take on Jude's uh, debut? I know this is a player that you've been very excited about. Danny Benz doubted him. Danny Benz doubted him. Danny Benz doubted him. But Jude is here and he's doing his thing. Your thoughts, Primo? Uh, Jude. I was watching the game. I didn't have my glasses on. And I could have sworn. I, I, I told myself, when did Zidane come out of retirement? Is that Zidane? <laughs> His name, number five in the bag. Is that Zidane? Ah. And I put my glasses on. Oh, wait, that's Jude Bellingham. That's Jude Bellingham. <laughs> Bro, this guy is amazing on the ball. This guy is so calm and collective. Like Neff said, it, it just seems like he's been playing for Madrid for years. And... I'm just so excited to have Jude Bellingham on our team. We have uh, one of the strongest midfields because of him. And even though um, the goal was, you know, a little sloppy, um, it went in the back of the net. Um, But besides the goal, man, just the way he is on the ball, his dribbling, the way he breaks lines, the way he's able to take two men on and still get through them, it's, you know, Jude Bellingham's the real deal. So, really excited to have him on our team. And, um, Ballon de Oro, Ballon de Oro, Ballon de Oro. Their shouts. Their shouts already. So, well, really excited to have him on the team. One of them coming from Neff. 
<laughs> yeah, from me. I mean, I'll give it. I'll give him a Ballon d'Or like before his uh, his career is over for sure. Way too early. Way but, too early. But Zidane did score a very similar goal to that as well in his first season, and it's it's a video that's going around um, the timeline right now. Very very similar goal. Oh, Same type of finish. It. Get over it. Just saying. Let, with, let him with, play. Just let him play. Let, no, let him play. But. Dude, you you can't you can't hide that this guy is like the whole of the prem wanted him for a reason, mm-hmm. and he chose to come here. So we we're very very lucky to have him. Yeah, I know, I know, bro, I know, I know. Now, real quick before we close out tonight's pod, we do gotta talk about some results maybe around Europe. Arsenal obviously getting the win against Nottingham Forest. Uh, scoring the goals against Matt Turner. Congrats to them. Saka getting the most getting the man of the match. And also that important goal. But some negative feedback of Arsenal's performance by the Arsenal fans per AFTV. Some saying they may not even compete for fourth after the Nottingham performance. So interesting stuff there. Uh, Man City, Man City, they beat Burnley 3-0 with the Holland brace in the fourth and 36th minute. And Rodrigo in the 75th minute. Unfortunately, KDB was out the game by the 21st minute as he subbed off, as he was subbed off after an apparent injury. So KDB may be a bit unlucky there. Liverpool. 1-1 against Chelsea, up to Chelsea with no sponsor. And their jersey looks very clean, by the way. I might, I nice. might cop that. Uh, but for, on the Liverpool side, Klopp confirmed that Liverpool have agreed a British record of 111, roughly 140 million transfer fee for, uh, well, I'm sorry, with Brighton for Moises Caicedo. But reports say that Caicedo has backed off as he is more keen on joining Chelsea. This saga has been going back and forth. So Caicedo to Liverpool... Caicedo to Chelsea. I've seen more new recent reports of him going to Chelsea. So, yeah, the we'll here we go was there. done already. Really? Fabrizio did it earlier today. Yeah. Wow. And Neymar wow. to Saudi too soon. So. Wow. Wow. Sorry, sorry, uh, Liverpool fans. Now moving on. Tottenham, Spurs. Harry Kane is now officially a new Bayern Munich player. Deal for a four-year contract of a total package of 100 mil plus 20 mil and add-ons. Here we go. Harry Kane leaves the Premier League with the record of the most Premier League goal scored, 213, without ever lifting a title. His total record at Spurs <laughs> is 435 games, 280 goals, four, uh, 45 European goals, and three uh, Premier League golden boots. Son has been named the new Tottenham Hotspur captain. Primo, I know this is uh, important to you. Just real quick, any words for Harry Kane departing your team in England? I don't know what it is about Harry Kane, man. He can't, he can't even win a trophy with Bayern. So they lost, bro. They, they lost. First zero. opportunity he could have had to win silverware, and it just slipped out of his hands. Well, I wouldn't say it was completely his fault, but it's just tough luck for him. Um, Son being a new captain, Tottenham, very excited for that. Truly deserves it. An amazing player. Um, but we're we're gonna make we're gonna miss Harry Kane. We're gonna miss Kane, and I think Definitely. not not just in Tottenham, but I think in the Premier League um, itself. I agree. I agree, mate. Now, real quick, Chelsea talk. Tyler Adams will join Chelsea after Chelsea activated his 25 million release clause, but last minute it may collapse as Chelsea wants to prioritize Moises Caicedo. Interesting there. Uh, Christopher Nkunku has undergone knee surgery and will be out for nearly four months. Tough, tough there. And uh, let's see, some other notes on Chelsea. They tied 1-1 against Liverpool. 
Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool draw 1-1 and have drawn seven consecutive games in a row. Luis Diaz nets in the 18th minute, but Alex Axel Di Sassi levels the game in the 37th minute, scoring his Chelsea debut. Both Salah and Chilwell scored, but their goals were called off by VAR. Interesting there. Now that happened in the EPL. Um, obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo is a big talking point. He won the Arab Cup. He lifted that trophy. Now he's being criticized by some fans because apparently he's celebrating it like a World Cup. Celebrating like a World Cup. Now, I also saw a poll on uh, Twitter, I think it was, or a poll somewhere maybe on, uh, on, on Instagram or some graphic that said, I think it was Cabra Football. They said, what is the bigger achievement? Ronaldo winning the Arab Saudi Cup or Messi winning the League's Cup? What do y'all think? What is the bigger achievement, the League's Cup or the Saudi uh, Arab Cup? I'm going to keep my mouth shut on this one. You can go ahead, Primo. No, no, I don't I don't want you to keep it shut. Yeah, I, want you, I want you to wide open. I, want, I, want you I wide mean, open. I don't know. That's a good question. It's a good comparison, I think. Um, but I'm going to go with my boy, Ronaldo. I think... Um, okay. I don't know. I think it's it's what they're doing over there with that league is uh it's it's good what they're doing for the league itself. Um that team hasn't had never won that cup, I think ever. So for Cristiano Ronaldo to go in and completely transform that team, um, big ups. But um I don't know, it's it's a tough question. At the same time it's a good comparison to Messi maybe winning the league's cup. You know, he hasn't won it yet. Still has a couple of teams to go through, but the way it's looking, he 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 might just win. So okay, Neff, your thoughts? What's the bigger achievement, winning the League's Cup or winning the Saudi Arab League Cup, whatever it's it's called? I'm sorry if I'm butchering it. Well, it might seem biased just enough for to anybody that just knows me, but to me, at least the Saudi Cup is a more natural competition, right? So they do get their home and away games in their respective countries and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So to that alone, it is just a more natural competition. You can then discuss like which teams have higher quality football, this and that. Yes, but as as far as far as that, I'm, I'm gonna have to agree with Primo. I mean, to me, it, it is the bigger achievement just on that alone. But I'm also I'm just happy to see Cristiano happy again, right? It, it, he's gone through to to a lot in Europe. People can hate and say whatever they want on him, but I, uh, as as a fan of him, I'm just happy to I'm happy to see him happy again. Whether it's lifting uh, that trophy or uh, Premier League, La Liga, Champions League, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm glad he I'm glad he's happy. All right. Well, well, with that note, we'll end tonight's episode on the on the Top Flight Podcast. I want to thank my GNF and Primo also for coming on on tonight's episode. Uh, we talked Austin FC. Obviously, we hit uh, um, some European topics, so we appreciate everybody for staying uh, staying here to the end of, of the episode. We'll be back, obviously, uh-huh. next week with more uh, with more talk for Austin FC. Neff, you got something to say? Yeah, I just want to. So I just want to invite anybody that uh, that watches Real Madrid. Uh, to join us at Hop Squad yeah. for for all the watch parties, we'll be showing all the all the Real Madrid games. Uh, you guys have attended a couple games. You know, uh, this season we're we're stepping up to a new level, right? We I see that. Ch- I see that. Yeah, we've we've got a lot of things coming for for the Peña. We've 
one of them is our, we got a brand new Champions League trophy. So we'll be show we'll be showing that for all the fans that want to come by. Just uh, follow us on Instagram at uh, pm.atx and just yeah, just keep up with us. Join us for for a watch party and you know ho- hopefully everybody can can join us. Primo. Um. Yeah, I just want to bring up one thing because um, I know lately that we've had fans tell us that um, there's a lot of Real Madrid uh, bias going around in this pod and stuff. So I'm, I'm going to go in and, and bring in some bias. <laughs> just a little bit, just real quick. Okay. Um, uh, Xavi got a red card. Uh, Rafinha got a direct red card. Uh, the game ended in a draw, 0-0. Uh, uh, Araujo was out there playing basketball. And um, just, you know, I don't know how, how Barca fans take that first game. For me, it was horrible. But uh, just had to plug that in real quick for the Barca fans. Hey, big, big, shout out, big shout out to you, H. You're a big Barca fan, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that. I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that for your own you good. You can let the world know now. For your own good, bro, I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear that, all right? <laughs> I know where, where you live. I know what you drive. I oh. might even put sugar in your tank if you say that again. <laughs> Yeah, sugar in your All tank. Right, cool. All right. Now, we'll end uh, tonight's episode on that note. Shout out to everybody for being here tonight. We'll be back for more. Uh, and we'll see y'all soon. Have a good night, everybody.